If I get my details slightly off here, please save your your hate tweets or send them, but be maybe be kind. Give me a, give me a, throw me a bone. Give me the benefit of the doubt. Episode 975 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, overlooked factors affecting your heart rate. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, got a, got a new review recently uh, that I'll share with you because I, I feel like you hear this on just about every podcast. You know, like if you leave a rating and review, it helps the, the episode rise up in the rankings I don't know if it does or not. I've heard conflicting stories, but the fact of the matter is that reviews are kind of nice. And and I think that when people are looking for shows, maybe sometimes, maybe some people, I'm not one of them, but maybe some people look for like, hey, what are the reviews of this show? What do people have to say before I decide to check it out? I'm more of a, I'll check it out and make my own opinion kind of guy, but whatever. uh, Reviews are nice. Reviews are appreciated. And got one recently from uh, K-Train619 says, this podcast comes highly recommended. Well, whoever's been recommending the show appreciated. Uh, the review continues. Diz is very knowledgeable. <laughs> Got you fooled. Uh, easy to listen to and very relatable. Whether it's his quick tips or his own experiences, I feel like I'm able to learn from his mistakes instead of making them myself. I also recently started listening to the Drunk X Pastors because of him, which made me like him that much more. Thanks for the motivation and the prompt answers when I emailed you. You're awesome. Well, thanks, K-Train. Um, I'm not sure whether I, I guess I should say you're welcome for recommending uh, DXP, uh, although maybe maybe I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, but glad you're able to learn from some of my, my mistakes. I certainly appreciate that. And uh, even more so, not appreciate that. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Um, I'm glad that you don't have to maybe make some of the mistakes that I've made. Uh, that's, that's hopefully makes my mistakes a little bit more worthwhile. Although I'm still, still wish I didn't make some of those mistakes, but glad that, glad that they can hopefully help keep you on the straight and narrow. Uh, and maybe a few other folks as well, but, uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to leave the review, leaving reviews on iTunes or Apple podcasts or whatever you call it these days. Not always easy. Again, certainly appreciate it. Whether it helps the show rise in the rankings or not, um, I appreciate it. And maybe some other folks do tend to give the show a chance because the reviews left. So for all the almost 300 reviews that we have now over the years, to those that have left one, thank you. And to those that haven't, no worries. I'm guilty of not leaving a lot of reviews for podcasts. I enjoy either. So kind of hard. I'm, I'm pretty good at being hypocritical on a lot of things. Maybe this is another one of those things as well. But anyway, today's topic du jour, today's quick tip topic, more heart rate training. You guys have been asking for some more heart rate training stuff. And this one's, this is a little bit less specific to map, definitely less specific to Maffetone. Uh, hopefully still something maybe useful for those of you that don't really do much heart rate worrying about. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, or at least it, my, my impression of the fact of the matter is that many runners, when we when we get into some form or fashion of heart rate training, again, it's not doesn't have to be just Maffetone. It could be eighty twenty, could be various you know zone level trainings, whatever it is. If if heart rate training is a metric that kind of helps guide your training, it feels like most people that get into it are a little bit shocked, maybe struggle a little bit at how easy it is for the heart rate to get higher than their desired zones, right? That get how quickly the heart rate spikes past the level that you're trying to keep it at. Uh, I know for me, it was, it was definitely a struggle. It was definitely a bit eye-opening at how much walking I had to do in the early days. Not, not that I walked a lot 
any one chunk, but it was like I'd run for a bit and then have to walk and run and walk. And obviously nothing wrong with any type of run-walk situation. I just didn't realize that that was going to be part of my early days of heart rate training. And for some folks, that can be the thing that says, you know what, maybe this heart rate training isn't isn't for me because the fact of the matter is, however, whatever our running looks like, we enjoy running, so we want to run, right? Like, like I think that that's pretty self-explanatory. And so if you're, if you're dabbling in the idea of heart rate training and it forces you to do a lot more walking than maybe you're, you're comfortable doing or maybe than you, quite frankly, than you want to do, you're like, eh, you know, maybe not. And, and if you're on the fence, if you're thinking about it, if you're struggling with your heart rate being high um, and trying, while you're trying to keep it down a little bit more, Maybe some of the tips, some of the, the things that I'll talk about today will be helpful for you. Hopefully, they'll be helpful for you. Uh, because the fact of the matter is that there's there's more factors at play. There are more factors at play when it comes to how fast your heart is beating beyond just how fast you're running or how hard you're pushing your effort during your run, right? Like, yes, the, the harder you're pushing, the faster you're going, the higher your heart rate's going to be. I mean, I think that's that was pretty self-explanatory right? But there are more things at play, more, more factors that are, that are influencing your heart rate than just speed, than just effort. You know, some of the ones that are more running related and, and maybe a bit more obvious running uphill. Yeah. It's harder than running on a flat surface, right? And so if it's harder, probably your heart rate's going to go up. Makes sense. Makes sense. What about, uh, the heat and humidity of summer, which, for some of you, might be getting close to uh, kind of wrapping up at least the most oppressive bits of it. Uh, for those of us in the South, yeah, we still got we've still got a little while left before maybe it starts to to feel like fall right around Christmas time. Um, but but the heat and humidity absolutely has a factor. Your body has to work harder to cool itself when it's hot and humid out, and then you're running, you're generating heat as well. So the the body's kind of got to divide and conquer, multitask a little bit to try to power your legs, but also make sure that your body temperature stays cool. Ergo heart rate jacks up. And again, if you're, if you're training based on heart rate, that means you've got to slow down, maybe do some walking in order to try to keep that heart rate where you want it to be because of the environmental factors. So again, those two, I think fairly self-explanatory, maybe not a whole lot you can do about it, right? If you live in, in New Hampshire or North Georgia or Colorado or anywhere where Every direction you go out of your house is up a hill or up a mountain. Um, there's only so much you can do. You, you, that's where you're going to run. I guess you could get a treadmill, but we all know that's not something that I'm willing to do. You do you. No, no, no shade against those that run on a treadmill. Just not something I'm going to put up with. Uh, similarly for the heat and humidity, not something I'm going to, you know, something I'm going to have to deal with, right? And so not a whole lot you can do to try to influence those factors. Yes, you can try to slow down a little bit, run a little bit at an easier level, Um Maybe that includes walking a little bit, but those are just kind of that. That's just kind of part of the process of any type of heart rate training theory that you're adhering to. There are some other factors that I think are a lot easier to overlook and a lot easier to control for, to to not have to try to fight against. That for those that are struggling with your heart rate, that that. You know, you're up against your math zone or up against your zone two limit or up against your threshold for 80-20 or whatever it is. If, you're, if your heart rate's trending a, a bit higher than you want it to be during your runs, here are some things that you might want to play with, some variables to play with, some, some 
some knobs to adjust and see if it doesn't help you to keep your heart rate down a little bit more. Maybe stay within the right zones that you're, that you're trying to be at. Maybe be able to get some more running in, a little bit less walking without your heart rate creeping up over the level that you want it to be. So first and foremost, again, maybe a little bit obvious if you think about it, but easy to overlook the role that caffeine can play. Now, I think it's well documented that I'm a coffee guy, right? You know, if, if you've been following me around, whether it's it's here, whether it's in the Facebook group, emails, whatever, I think I might've mentioned once or twice that a good cup of coffee is pretty much appropriate any time of day. Maybe these days I'm a little more any time of day before like one o'clock in the afternoon because I don't want the caffeine in my system for my sleep situation, which we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Um, but post-race, hot, humid, post-run, hot, humid, cold, frigid, whatever, give me some coffee. I used to be a guy that was like, oh, you want me to go run? That's cool. I'll go run, but I need 20, 30 minutes to have some coffee first before I go for my run. Well, as it turns out, that caffeine in the coffee, it, it's a stimulant, right? We know this. What's a stimulant do? It increases your heart rate. Now, it might not be something that, that for, for me at least, I don't feel like I notice my heart rate just exploding out of my chest when I'm having a cup of coffee sitting at my desk doing some work. But what I do notice is that if I have a cup of coffee and then try to go out for a run, my heart rate uh, tends to, to tick up a bit higher than it would sans coffee. Why? Because we've got this, the stimulant in the system. You've got the caffeine in your system. So it just brings your baseline level of heart rate up a little bit. And it also maybe makes it a little bit more reactive. I, and I, you know, get, cardiologists don't attack your email. Maybe I'm a little bit off on that. But I think, and I feel like just from my, my N equals one experiments of, you know, times I've run after coffee and et cetera, that my heart rate's a little jumpier. It's quicker to rise when I've got caffeine in my system. So not only am I starting from a higher level, but it also shoots up a little bit quicker. So in the last few years, I have become a guy that doesn't have even a sip of coffee before he goes for his run. So if that sounds like an impossibility to you, I can relate because it was at one time an impossibility to me. But if you're a heart rate person, if, if training based on your heart rate is important to you or is part of what you're working towards, maybe saving that coffee until after you finish your run might be a sacrifice you're willing to make to make your runs go a little bit smoother, to make, um, you know, to, to help keep your heart rate in check. Another factor that influences your heart rate that's easy to overlook is the role that food and digestion plays on your heart rate. Again, I'm not a gastroenterologist, so those of you that are, if I get my details slightly off here, please save your, your hate tweets or send them, but be, maybe be kind. Give me, a, give me, a, Throw me a bone. Give me the benefit of the doubt. But the fact of the matter is, that, as I understand it, is that digestion is a pretty energy-intensive process. Like, for your body to digest food, it has to work to do it. If you're going to go for a run, your body has to work to do that. That's an energy-intensive process as well. Now you're asking your if you're if you're eating before your run, now you're asking your body to do both. It's got to divert some blood to your stomach for the whole digestion process and and nutrient absorption, and then sending it out to the body, while it's also trying to send some blood to your legs to you know power your run. Apparently, 
that multitasking situation right there, not ideal. For, like, like your body can do it and your body can probably multitask a whole lot better than we can multitask as, as humans. But if you're trying to keep your heart rate down, asking your body to do even one more task of digestion while also running, while also doing all the other things that it's doing below the surface, not an ideal recipe to keep your heart rate down. All right. And again, in and of itself, when you, when you have some food, it's not like your heart rate just blasts off to the moon. But if you eat something and then you try to go run, your body's working harder to digest because that's, that is going to happen and your heart rate's going to be higher during your run. And so if you're trying to keep your heart rate down, running without food on your stomach might be worthwhile. Now, again, just like there's some folks that are like, I, I will not go for my run without my cup of coffee. There's some folks, you may be one of them. This is, I will not go for my run without my piece of toast with peanut butter or my banana or my bagel or, or whatever, right? Whatever thing that you have in the morning or whatever you're, you know, you got to have something on your stomach to go for a run. If that's you, I'm not saying you can't or shouldn't. I'm just saying that don't overlook the fact that that little, little food, that little bit of, of breakfast or whatever it is that you're having before your run is going to make your heart rate be elevated a little bit during your run. So if you're trying to keep your heart rate down, maybe, maybe it's worth trying out running fasted. Now I'm not saying that running fasted is for everyone. Some people it works great at some people. It's a little bit of a process, but once you figure it out, you're like, Oh yeah, this is the way to do it. Some people no dice, but trying to keep your heart rate down. Maybe trying to run fasted might be something worth trying. And again, certainly don't overlook the role that what you eat has on your heart rate. What about stress? Just stress in general, life stress, work stress, family stress, exercise stress. If you're stressed out, your heart rate's going to be up. That's natural. And a lot of us, maybe almost all of us in, in some form or fashion, running is one of our stress relievers, right? You go out and get some miles in and you, you finish your run with the feel good hormones, some endorphins going just huh, like the weight of the world is off of you. That's a good thing. However, if you're running when you've got all this extra stress, and maybe it's not even like massive extra stress, right? But if you've got all of, if you've got stress going on, stress, you know, stress hormones in your body, if, if you're dealing with this work headache and this thing and that thing, and you, oh yeah, you had a great strength workout this morning, but because of that, like you've got some exercise, you know, some good stress, but it's still stress kind of that's built up throughout the day. And then you try to go for your run it can be a lot harder again, to keep the heart rate down. Sensing the theme here. None of these these overlooked factors, the, the reason they're overlooked is because none of them are complete game changers typically in and of themselves, but in combination, they can they can jack your heart rate up pretty good. So, you know, life st- like stress is, is, is always going to be a factor. It's always, it's always something that we're dealing with, but the higher levels your stress uh, of stress that you're under, the more difficult it's going to be to keep your heart rate under whatever level that you're trying to keep it under and not for nothing. But if you're going out for a run and struggling to keep your heart rate down because you're stressed the fuck out, it's more likely to add more stress to the situation because you can't keep your heart rate down because you're stressed. So stress absolutely plays a role, plays a part is a factor with your heart rate and sometimes being a little bit higher than you want it to be. If that's something that you're worried about a couple other factors that, that again, 
maybe in and of themselves aren't complete game changers, but you start adding adding multiple layers to the mix, and it, it definitely becomes a factor. Dehydration. Okay, our bodies work better when they're well hydrated. Like that's that's something we've talked about before. It's obviously a key component of cooling your body and the, the perspiration. And you need water in your system for that. Um, but just in general, our bodies work like you know, whatever the number is, 68%, 72%, something. We're majority water, right? Majority liquid makes up the, the space in our cells, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Our blood, of course, mostly liquid. Uh, and if you, if you start getting dehydrated, especially at the, at the level of your blood, it becomes more viscous, which basically, you know, science, you know, trigger warning, science, high school science flashbacks. Higher level of viscosity means it's a thicker solution, thicker fluid. So the the lower viscosity that your blood is, the more hydrated you are, the more watery your blood is, the easier it is for your heart to pump, the easier it is to move through all the, the vessels, the, the arteries, the, the um, oh, what is the, the, what am I, why am I struggling with arteries and veins? There we go. Veins is the word. I wanted to say vessels again. I was like, no, I already said that. And that's not the right one. The capillaries, like the, the, the lower your viscosity, the more hydrated you are, the more water is in your blood, the easier it moves around, transport oxygen, waste products, yada, yada, yada. And, and oh, by the way, the easier it is for your heart to pump it around as well. You know, you get, you get a real liquidy level of, of your blood. One beat, it goes crazy. Gets a little more sludge-like, and eh, not so much. Now, obviously, that, maybe that's a little bit oversimplified because if you're dehydrated to the point that your blood is sludge, you got bigger problems than you're keeping your heart rate down during your run. But... Every little bit makes a difference, right? So making sure that your body is well hydrated consistently, not just chugging a bunch of water before you go for a run, because anybody who's made that mistake before, he says as he raises his hand, that doesn't work real well either. So make sure you're drinking plenty of fluids throughout the day, keeping your body in a, in a well hydrated state. That's going to help keep your, maybe not help bring your heart rate down, but if you get into a dehydrated state, it's going to go up a little bit. So stay hydrated. Last but not least on the list today, although there's probably a dozen other factors that I could also get into, lack of sleep. You know, I'm going to get on my sleep soapbox here again for a minute, but there may not be a thing that you can do for your health, running or otherwise, that's better for you than getting enough sleep. Sleep is huge. Sleep is awesome. Sleep does all the things, all the repair work, all the balancing of systems, all the things that go on underneath the hood that we don't even think about. They happen best when we get ample sleep. Okay. You start running, running low on sleep, burning the candle at both ends. Like you, you got to get up to get your miles in at the crack of dawn or, or the pre crack of dawn. But then you're also staying up late to catch, the, catch the daily show or whatever shows are on at night these days. And you're only getting four or five hours of sleep. Eventually that's going to catch up to you. Now, now in one form or fashion, being short on sleep, that's just a stressor to the body. So maybe it's just more of a stress issue. But the other factor is that, that, you know, poor quality sleep, that your heart rate doesn't drop as low. You, like all of the things that happen that are good when we get enough sleep, when the opposite, when we're not getting to sleep, those things aren't happening. And that makes our body work harder to try to, to repair itself, to do the things that we need to do. Body's working harder, heart rates up again, not, not where we want to be when heart rate training is something that we're focused on. So you know, those, those, those factors are easy to overlook in terms of, oh, you know, like, I just got to do what I got to do. I got to have that cup of coffee. I got to have a bite to eat. Um, you know, stress is just like, like going for my run after work is the best thing I can do to de-stress. Um, you know, hydration, lack of sleep, like all those things may not be the first thing you think about when it's like, how the heck can't, why can't I keep my heart rate down? Well, maybe 
some of those factors, maybe all of those factors are at play. So as we're wrapping up, here's my two cents for whatever it's worth. And it might not even be worth two cents. All right. I'm, I'll throw that out there. Obviously you've got to do what you've got to do to get your miles in when it's the best for you based on your life situation, your schedule, et cetera, et cetera. If heart rate training, and again, in whatever form or fashion that you're doing it in, if heart rate training is your thing and you're trying to really get to it and you're struggling with keeping your heart rate down, my advice based on primarily what's worked best for me. So I'm an N equals one. I recognize, but I feel like this has worked for some other folks as well. You know, is it, is it conclusive, (laughs) but might be worth a shot is to try to get your runs in, in the morning. Now I'm not saying you have to be a morning runner to, to benefit from heart rate training. I'm not even saying that you should be a heart, be a morning runner to benefit from heart rate, heart rate training, or at least to, to have the best chance to benefit from heart rate training. What I'm saying is, is that for me, it's pretty clear that if I go for my runs first thing in the morning, there are fewer factors, fewer of the factors that we just talked about are at play than if I go later in the day. How so? Well, the heat, if you run before the sun, it might still be hot, but usually when the sun comes out, it gets worse. Okay. So getting that, that run in first thing in the morning, or maybe when the, when the dawn is first breaking, like that's at least in the summer months. And again, in Florida, that's all year round. That's probably the best time of day to, to mitigate the impacts of the heat. Now it's still not, you know, it still might be 75 degrees, which still might be hot enough to, to bring things up a little bit, but that's better than when it's 92 degrees and the sun's banging on you. Right. So getting out early helps to beat the heat a little bit. What about caffeine? Like I said, I used to be a, I got to have my coffee first thing guy. I still would rather have my coffee first thing guy, but if I can sneak out the door, get my miles in and then have my coffee, it works. If I'm not going to run until four or five o'clock in the afternoon, guess what? I'm not abstaining from coffee all day. So getting it in early, get my run done while I'm still half asleep and, and before the girls wake up makes it a little bit easier to avoid the caffeine before I get going food. Same thing. If I'm going to wait until five o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock in the evening or something like that to go for my run, even though I'm an intermittent fasting guy, I'm not, I'm not that hardcore. Like I'm going to eat some things. So now digestion becomes a factor. I go first thing in the morning. No, no food on the stomach since whatever, seven o'clock the night before we're pretty good. What about stress? I don't check my email when I first get up. I don't check social media. I, I just, I put my headphones on, I get my shoes on, I do my, my, you know, lunges and my lunge matrix, my leg swings, and I try to get out the door. So I have less chance of life to stress me out by somebody canceling a podcast interview or some, some issue with one of my coaching folks, you know, that, that they have a struggle that they're working with. Now I'm trying to figure that out or Addison being sick at school or Rebecca having to stay late or, you know, whatever. All the things that pop up on a day-to-day basis for all of us, those things don't tend to pop up at five o'clock in the morning like they do at two o'clock in the afternoon. So my my level of life stress first thing in the morning, probably as low as it's going to be. Dehydration status. Now you could argue this one that you're a little bit dehydrated then because you haven't had anything to drink all night, but hydration status and how it impacts you has a bigger effect on, you know, on the, at the macro level. If you're, if you're consistently being hydrated throughout the day, every day, 
you're not going to be that low in the morning. So yes, my hydration might be a little bit low, but I have a little bit of water when I wake up and I'm good to go. All right. Now, would I be still hydrated later in the day? But yeah, probably. So that's maybe one that doesn't, that on the, again, on the day to day, maybe isn't as big of a deal. So just make sure you're staying hydrated day to day. And that one kind of takes care of itself no matter what time of day you're going to run. Last but not least that we mentioned lack of sleep. You know, again, this one, you can get some pushback. If you're, if you're going to get up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, you might be cutting your sleep off. It just means you got to go to bed earlier. You know, we were up late last night. We didn't go to bed until almost 9.45. It's not for nothing. That really did kind of impact things a little bit this morning as I'm recording this. You know, so got to get to bed on time. You got to make it happen. If I, if, I'm, if I know that I'm going to get up early, I can't be burning the candle, burning the midnight oil, as it were. Got to get to bed at 9 o'clock, 9.15, something like that, so I can get a solid seven and a half, eight before it's time to wake up in the morning. So I'm taking care of that sleep bit, right? Maybe not ideal. Honestly, not ideal. If I had it my way, going to bed at 9 o'clock or a late night of 9.30 um, wouldn't probably be what I would sign up for. But it helps mitigate all the other factors, and then it still takes care of the sleep bit by going to bed early enough. Hey, for me, as a heart rate training guy, it's a price I'm willing to pay. So... That's, that's the moral of the story. If, if you're struggling with the heart rate training, try, try playing with some of these, these variables. Try, try adjusting some of these factors and see if it helps you. My bet, especially if it's something like the caffeine or the digestion, eating something right beforehand, my bet is, is that it'll make a pretty big difference right off the bat. And then once that starts to happen, once you start to notice it, once you are able to run more without walking, things like that during your, during your runs because of having to walk because of your heart rate, of course, like all of a sudden you're like, oh, Man, this stuff, like, I can do it. It becomes more fun. You stick with it. starts to pay off. Bada boom, bada bam. Now we're cooking with gas. So there you go. There are some thoughts on some overlooked factors as it relates to heart rate training. Some things that are influencing your heart rate that you might not think about that if you just adjust a little bit might make a big difference for you. So what do you think? What's, what's the area that you're going to address the, the most, first and foremost? Um, or are there any other areas that you've found that, hey, by doing... XYZ, it helps your heart rate stay a little bit lower. Either way, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. You can also, also head over to the show notes for today, which you can find at Dizruns.com slash 975. And if you listen to this on the old YouTubes, go ahead and uh, leave a little comment down in the comment section. Those are always appreciated. Let me know which, which areas or which factors maybe you haven't thought of before and you might start addressing at this point. Uh, and if you want to leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, like, uh, like old K-Train, right? Is that, is that the right, uh, yeah, KTrain619, uh, head on over to uh, on to Apple, Apple Podcasts, the app on your phone or iTunes on your computer, dial up old Dizruns Radio and leave a, leave a review there. Not the easiest process, but certainly one that is appreciated. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, y'all, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if you know somebody who's struggling with heart rate training, maybe maybe share this one. Maybe this maybe this one of these little tips or factors is going to be the key to help them unlock it, figure it out, make it work. Uh, and if so, that's that's a that's a good friend right there that's willing to share that with them. And I'm going to appreciate you sharing it because maybe that helps them find the show and be like, hey, maybe this guy, maybe this clown, maybe he's worth listening to once in a while. At least at least you know keeps it exciting for 30 minutes. Although maybe it's not exciting. I don't know. You be the judge of that. But if you're willing to share it, I'll appreciate it. If not, no worries. One way or the other, thanks for listening, y'all. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. Hope you have a great rest of the day. And uh, until next time, be well, all right? Take care. Talk soon. See you. (laughs) 